What's up, everybody? Welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. So excited to share this message with you today because it is a message that hits home to my heart. Okay, so we're going to be talking about procrastination and the four types of procrastinators there are and what to do about it. How to shift out of that little habit of procrastination because... You guys, I know procrastination inside and out because I have, um, I used, I I joke that I'm a former professional procrastinator, right? You know, sometimes I sabotage myself to where things couldn't even happen, but sometimes I would put so much pressure on myself to do it at the last minute. College was a lot of all-nighters and Adderall, (laughs) and then I'd have to smoke weed to chill out because I was so strung out from putting so much pressure on myself to do it last minute. So... If you guys are brand new to Joyfully You, my name is Kelsey Lowe. I am your host. I'm a self-love and empowerment coach. And, you know, the biggest place that I'm always hanging out, yes, here on the podcast, but also on Instagram. And so I'm posting daily stories every single day. I guess that's what daily stories means. I'm posting Instagram stories every single day. um, And that's where I'm always there. Like, you message me, I'm going to reply back. You know, that's my place where I hang out. That's the place where I, I get to connect with you and show up. And so I just wanted to leave that there as well. So let's dive into the episode, the four types of procrastinators. Okay. Number one is the performer. The performer is the one that works so well under pressure. The performer sounds like, oh my God, I don't need to start till the day before it's due or the day before I need to do it because I work really well under pressure. And so this is creating so much pressure, right? Where, you know, it's like, I'm chill, I'm chill, I'm chill. I'm fucking freaking out. (laughs) And so let's talk about the performer for a second. You know, this type of procrastinator, they they will shrink the time they need in order to do something. And the more and more they do that, the more and more they are reinforced of the idea that it works, right? Because we've all had situations, especially if you're a procrastinator, where you're like, hey, I stress out, but I get it done, right? And what's actually happening is we're not putting our all into it because we're getting it done the very least minimal effort that we can, even though you've been thinking about it over and over and over again, right? You've been thinking about it in your head, overthinking it, feeling stressed out about it. But the time you actually start it to finish it, it's like a sprint marathon, right? And so there's no, never any time to check the work. There's never time to kind of edit or adjust or kind of review and let it settle in. So, you know, this, your biggest challenge as a type one procrastinator being the performer style is getting started. That's going to be the, the biggest challenge for you is getting started. So what's the solution there? How can we make a solution? You gotta, you gotta set a date for when you are starting versus only looking at the date that you want to get it done by, right? So start creating these, these dual dates, right? What date am I starting? What day is it due? And for the love of God, don't make the day you start be the day before it's due, depending on what it is, you know, because sometimes it's stuff with work where, or if you're creating a business or if you have a hobby and something that you are wanting to start making money from, right? It takes effort. It takes work. We got to sit down and put the time in so we aren't so panicked and stressed out later. Okay. So you're going to take a tremendous amount of pressure off of yourself if you start to schedule out and chunk it down. That's been a huge thing for me because I'm very much self-identified as that performer of waiting to the last minute because I was like, well, I get it done, so why change? But it wasn't sustainable, right? Things would slip through the cracks. And so 
taking that pressure off of yourself by breaking it down into steps. And so break it down into five steps or as many steps as you need and allow yourself to do one step at a time. Okay. So that is the first type of procrastinator. Um, the second type of procrastinator is the overbooker. This is the one who's always so busy. You're filling your schedule with a thousand and one things. You're maybe committing to things, saying yes to things that then you forget about and you don't follow through with, but you are busy and you're used to telling everyone that you're so busy, right? You wear your busyness like a badge of honor, okay? And so this procrastinator is great at filling up their calendar, filling up their schedule and creating this illusion effect of I'm productive, you know, because if we feel busy, then it's like, well, I'm productive, right? And I've had this, especially when I first started my business, I remember a specific day I was driving through my town, running this errand, and I was just so stressed out thinking, I have so much to do. I am so busy. Oh my God, how am I going to get this all done? And I realized a lot of my deadlines were self-created. That means they can be negotiated, right? And so I, I had this like aha moment while I'm in my car listening to music, just being like, I, I'm my own boss. I don't have to get this done today, and which sounds counterintuitive because it's about procrastination, but what we I needed to do was strip back the layers of what am I actually avoiding and what is the one thing that will help me move the needle forward? Because we can come up with all this busy work of things that we feel like we, we need to do in order to avoid the things we actually need to do. Does that resonate? You know what I mean? Um, you know, and so one of the biggest, the biggest, uh, challenges for this type of procrastinator, the overbooker is the biggest challenge is that you're creating chaos in, in a lot of areas of your life. And so this chaos is like this tornado of chaos. So it feels like you could never sit down to do the creative stuff that you like doing, you know, and one of the biggest things is you need to face what it is that you are avoiding right now. Okay. So the solution for you as a busybody overbooking procrastinator is sitting down and reflecting, asking yourself, what am I really avoiding here? What am I really avoiding? What, what is this? What's going on? What's the thing that I'm, why am I filling up my schedule for things that I, that I mean, and sometimes it's necessary things, but sometimes it's unnecessary things, right? Busy is a choice. Yes. Maybe you have a lot on your schedule, a lot on your plate. So reflect, what am I avoiding? What needs to be rearranged? And the one thing you can start doing is changing how you're talking about your time. If you're saying, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, you know, is that a season or is that just a habit that you've gotten in the mode of not being able to commit yourself to the things you really like doing because of this said busyness, okay? <laughs> I shared this on my Instagram today in a reel talking about these four types of procrastinators. And I was laughing so hard at the comments because people are like, I feel attacked. Like, oh my gosh, this is me. <laughs> and so if you're listening to this being like, oh my God, just know that I see you. I hear you. I know you because I was you. Okay. So let's talk about the third type of procrastinator. This is the self-deprecator. The self-deprecator is like, oh my God, I'm so lazy right now. And the ironic part about the procrastinator that talks about being so lazy is you are often not. You're the opposite of lazy. You know, you, you are extra hard on yourself and you're probably doing a lot of great things, but it's that internal feeling of not enough, not enough. So anytime you take a moment to rest, you're feeling like, oh, I'm so lazy. I'm so lazy, you know? And so this type of procrastinator will tend to blame this inaction, this, this laziness, um, rather than admitting that they're tired. And so 
check in with that. Guess what? You're human. You're not a superhuman. You're human. So you're not a robot. You're human. You're allowed to be tired. It's normal to be tired. And resting is productive. Let's start removing that guilt about resting. And instead of labeling it as lazy, label it as resting. Like, okay, I'm resting. You know, learn to rest, but don't quit. So your biggest challenge as a as the self-deprecator is taking a break. That's your biggest challenge. You know, we know that you, you might be thinking right now that, you know, you don't have time to rest, but you do. Because if you don't, you're going to burn out. And then you're really going to feel lazy because you're like, I can't get off the couch right now because I'm so burnt out because I've been going, 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 going. Okay. So what's the solution to that? Recharge. Take a walk. Give yourself space. Allow your energy to build up. Put your phone down. Allow yourself to sit in the backyard or sit in the front yard and get some sun on your face. Even for five minutes, taking some deep breaths. Listen to a meditation. You know, allow yourself to recharge by reconnecting to nature, by reconnecting to family, by basically getting off your cell phone or whatever it is that, you know, you're mainly operating with for work or for this sense of productivity, okay? So the fourth type of procrastinator is the novelty seeker. The novelty seeker also being the um, person who chronically struggles with shiny object syndrome, okay? This is the multi-passionate person that always has a new idea. So you are very creative. You have a lot of new ideas that are coming through all the time. And, you know, when each time we have this new idea, we abandon the other idea that we had going on, you know? So if you're really intrigued by this newest thing or this latest thing, and you're really quick to implement it, but there isn't any follow through, we don't get very far. You know, this is one that I definitely identify with. And this is something that I have worked really hard in curving and I'm going to say curbing, like put it on the curb. Okay. So if I have these ideas that I'm doing, I'm starting a new idea comes in, I write it down on this big sticky note, but I know that that's something that gets, it's a seed that's being planted. It's not something for me to derail my entire plan and then start. And oftentimes it's like this addicting feeling of starting because it feels so good to start something new. But we all know if you can identify with the novelty seeker procrastinator, it, it really messes with our confidence if we have all these things that are unfinished because we don't get to that celebration point of feeling accomplishment, you know? And this often happens too if you get bored with these new things that you're starting once you've already started it. And this is, this is, I definitely relate with that. Be like, well, it's not fun anymore. It's not new and exciting anymore. But that's where we get to introduce that discipline and devotion. That's a past episode. If you've never listened to it, I highly recommend it. You know, how to create discipline and devotion in your life and why we're so turned off by discipline, you know? So, you know, the cool thing about this type of procrastinator is you are great at making decisions. You know, you you can accidentally start losing time and losing things when you are making the decision really quickly to start something new. Um, you know, a lot of entrepreneurial people fit in this this category, which is great because because we constantly are doing something new or creating something new, and that's a big part of being an entrepreneur is that creativity. But if there's no follow through you aren't going to get very far with it, you know? So the biggest challenge is completing that completion, following through all the way to the end. Um, and so 
the solution for that is write down those, and it's the exact same thing that I'm doing that I'm recommending, write down those ideas. I literally have huge sticky notes. Like, you know, those pieces of paper that um, are like in conference rooms and stuff like that, or like in like kindergarten classrooms. I have those all over my office. I have this big whiteboard and I'll put sticky notes on top of it. Sometimes I use a whiteboard, but lately I've just been using the sticky notes. So I can add these ideas to it and let it marinate if I'm currently in the middle of a project already. And something that's been really helpful for me is what does completion look like? Because if it feels like this lifelong thing, that's not very exciting. (laughs) You know, maybe it is depending on what it is. But for me, setting timeframes. Like I'm going to go all in on this this month and I'm going to see how far it can take me. Next month, I'm going to focus on this area. Another way is dedicating certain times of the week that you focus on that one thing and getting clear with yourself of what step am I in and what's the next step. This will really support you in following through on the things that you've started in a way that you don't get overwhelmed. Because if we get overwhelmed by it and we don't know what step we're in and we don't know what that next step is and it just all feels so big, that overwhelm leads us to starting something new so we can feel that satisfaction of being productive, right? So break it down, chunk it down, and that will keep you out of overwhelm so you aren't being the novelty seeker and starting a new hobby, new project, new work idea, new thing every week, you know? So these are the four types of procrastinators. We got the performer, we got the uh, self-deprecator, we got the novelty seeker, and we got the overbooker. So I'm curious, send me a message on Instagram, which one that you identify with. Maybe it's all four. Maybe there's one that really stands out to you. Maybe there's two of them. Um, And just stay tuned because there's going to be more episodes coming up that go more in depth with this exact issue of procrastination because you know, it, it, it can really ruin our life, <laughs> you know, just to be totally honest, because I've, I've lived that where I just felt like everything was falling through the cracks. Like I was pissed off at myself all the time. I didn't know why I was doing it. And so some of the upcoming episodes and also something that I have planned for you that is going to be releasing soon is a mini course on how to overcome procrastination and what's actually happening behind the scenes and how we can create an emotional connection to whatever it is that we're doing. So we can find out what those self-sabotaging ways are. And how we can shift into inspired action and allowing our action to carry us. And so, yes, so that is our episode for today on Joyfully You Podcast. I hope you have enjoyed it. If you know someone in your life that needs to hear this, send it to them, send it to a message, send it on Facebook, send it on Instagram, whoever needs to hear this. I'm sure you know someone in your life that can have a nice laugh with you and be like, oh my God, that's me. Um, and if you love this episode, take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram story and tag me or come say hi. I'm always hanging out on Instagram. And, uh, again, I'm your host, Kelsey Lowe. You are listening to joyfully you podcast, and I'm going to leave you with this. You are loved and you are infinitely supported. There's nothing that you can't do, be or have. Okay. The world is your oyster girl. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. I'm Kelsey Lowe, and I will talk to you on the next episode.